This is the UCAP Daily uh, 244 Bravo. We're at Artie and Ed's, the infamous, legendary Artie and Ed's in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. We've got a whole gang of friends here. I don't know if we're getting a chance to talk about it. So, uh, James is here in town. Hi, James. How you doing? Welcome I'm to doing Welcome great. To it's great to be here. It's great to be back. Uh, it there seems like, I, I mean, really, it seems like a month ago we were here. I know. Right? Huh? I know, huh? You flew the Mooney in town. Flew the Mooney in. And the amazing thing is, you know, I looking at the Prague charts a couple of days ago, I did make the uh, STMP reservation for a slot, and I made it for a 4 p.m. arrival. Just, you know, you pick a number out of the hat. What time did I land? About 4.02. 4.02. And strictly luck. I think those FAA guys know their stuff. Oh, there you go. You know, we should keep them employed. Well, that's the question, because you brought this up yourself, What's that? Jack, yeah. uh, that the FAA, you know, had to land before a certain hour because of the supposed FAA closure. So my question, of course, is, does this mean when the FAA shuts down, we can't do anything or we can do whatever we want? Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> Which is it? It's a I think it's. I think it's the latter. I think it's a license to yeah, well, to be unregulated because we will be safe and we will be circumspect. Well, well, I think the FAA has been there to sort of be the uber regulator of the natural instincts of safety we all have. And I think without them, it's like when you're in a city and there's a crisis and the electricity goes out and you find people in the streets who are managing traffic. I think a similar situation will arise or would, mm-hmm. if the FAA were to be eliminated, I think people would self-regulate. Yeah. Well, in fact, that's not what's going to happen here, um, that uh, the uh, essential services will continue, so the controllers will still be around. Okay. And, uh, so what is going to happen? What is this? Uh, as far as Air Venture is concerned? No, I mean, just in general, I've heard that, you know, this in... Uh, Thank you very much. It's not at all well, clear. There was a press release that was put out by EAA this afternoon where they uh, quoted a conversation that... Rod Hightower of EAA had mm-hmm. with somebody from FAA, um, and uh, they were talking about a lot of ser- FAA services continuing to be there, even things we thought would might go away, like like medical bureaucracy, you know, mm-hmm. the paperwork, and, and a lot of the Oklahoma City stuff is supposed to continue. They were talking about the only services the FAA that's going to go away during this weird interregnum mm-hmm. is like um, R&D and events and you know things like that. Well, I, I would expect and suspect that people that have been riled, and rightly so, by this talk about the first default in U.S. history would be kind of reassured by these words from the FAA, even if they don't like the FAA, that things will somehow continue in a somewhat normal mode. Yeah, yeah, so... We'll see, but uh, almost certainly the FAA exhibits will be shut down here. Uh, really? I mean, the federal pavilion, you think that will be? I would imagine. I don't know, but I, that, that, by the way, that was the, the kind of vague last paragraph in this press release was, um, at this time, the FAA has not announced what's going to happen with the FAA exhibits and the meet the administrator and the forums and all that kind of stuff, but it would seem to me that if anything is non-essential, that's it. I don't know. But. Well, this will make air venture really uh, an invaluable observation spot to see what is going on with the reality of this federal shutdown and the challenges we're facing because they are kind of staffed up. This is where a lot of their expenditures go or not an insignificant amount of money is spent. And we'll see how they respond to being here at AirVenture, if they're able to mount their usual displays or if indeed 
this yeah. financial crisis has crippled them. We'll see. We'll see. Randy's here, too. Hi, Randy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jim. Randy Dufoe has been on the uh, podcast a, couple, uh, a number of times in the past. How are you doing? How's life? Oh, life is good. You were telling us earlier that uh, you you were worried about not being able to keep your airplane, but you have managed to keep your airplane. I have. I managed to locate another partner, and uh, I had a situation where the partner in in Methuselah, our 12,000-hour Skyhawk, uh, had... Um, uh, lost his medical and, and chose not to pursue getting it back and so um, spent uh, uh, a period of time here looking for another partner and I found a young gentleman that uh, interestingly enough got his private pilot's license in 40 let's say 42 hours really yes and uh, I think he had an opportunity to fly a lot apparently has a, a, a good aptitude for flying and uh, unlike many of us I'm, I don't recall what my what my experience was but I think it was something on the order of uh, 54 or 56 hours uh, yeah mine was must have been in the 60s or 70s even and, and I don't think that's unusual uh, but he, uh, he he succeeded in getting his in, in like 42 hours and uh, uh, he's, he's, he's gung-ho, been flying the airplane a lot, and that's and that's good for the airplane. You know, there's all this talk about shutdowns and stuff, and you're from Minnesota. You just had a little shutdown here. Did, did that affect general aviation up there? Uh, you know, not that I noticed, um, but the... Uh, this was a state shutdown. This was a, this was a shutdown of the state government, and uh, it did, in fact, shut down, I think, the entire aviation division of the, of the Minnesota Department of Transportation. Transportation. Um, the only thing that I know that had uh, that impacted me was is that my state registration for the airplane was up, and they took the website down and allowed me to uh, to renew it online. And so I need now that it's, uh, they managed to get the state going again um, in the, in the past week here, but. Uh, uh, that means I need to log on and, and, and pay my pay my license fees. <laughs> yeah, because they're now they're on the lookout for you. Right? Uh, they, uh, I, I, I suspect I'll get a reminder if I don't get that done fairly quickly here. I'll wander over here a little bit. Rick, Rick Reynolds, you've been on the podcast before. Sure. Yeah, so we're all hanging out here at Ari and Ed. How are you doing? Good. I'm yeah, doing very well. You're, yeah. It's early in the week, so you're mm-hmm. still you don't have that look in your eyes yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get it tomorrow about three o'clock. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. So things yeah. are going well, getting set up for the uh, for the newspaper. That's your big thing, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, well, we got the systems running. You know, all the servers all work. And but how's the rest of you? So from your perspective, are set up over across the grounds going well? And, I th- I think. Um, since I've, this is my 12th year here, and I can honestly say I've never seen the place more at a fever pitch, I guess, from an operational standpoint. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Yeah. People, I think they were not real happy with how we had to deal with all that that stuff last year when people couldn't get on the grounds. And, but uh, I think it was just really, you know, it, it really feels good. The grounds are in excellent shape. Um and, you know, people are smiling and working and getting yeah. set up. Planes are coming in. Tomorrow should be a big day for arrivals as soon as the morning yeah. rolls over. And, uh, 
Boy, what's in the morning? Is it supposed to rain or something? I, I have. That's what I understand. Yeah, okay. Fred, you want to be on the podcast? Here we go. Fred, Fred Johnson, the world's greatest expert on military aircraft. How's that? I don't even know what you call yourself these days. Got retired. Uh, they retired, Fred. Uh, you moved from uh, from uh, to Hatchby. To Hatchby. Air Force Base. Yep. And uh, where you were for quite some time. Uh, what was your job there at Edwards? I retired as the director of the Air Force Flight Test Center Museum. Mm-hmm. And uh, where, as I say, you are you are quite the expert on military aircraft. You've written a number of books and stuff too, right? Well, and, uh, I have. Yeah. And uh, but now you've retired to Idaho. Retired to Idaho, where I continue to write books, work on videos, doing some work for a Society of Experimental Test Pilots on videos and things like that. Yeah. What any projects you're working on? You want to tell us about? Oh, I got a, I got a big book project on the X-29, the forward swept wing jet. And it was really at the crossroads when it was conceived in the 1970s, at the crossroads of composite technology that was evolving and computer fly-by-wire that was evolving. And that's the only thing that made it possible. Yeah. So this is going to be a, uh, a traditional book, print book? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. this will be a print book. Yeah. You're really, for years now, you've been into video. You've been shooting video here, you know, sort of uh, uh, on the side uh, for a long time now. Uh, any video projects in the works? Or is that something you're trying to, is that more a hobby or is is that a, a, a growing avocation? It, it is a growing avocation. Uh, like I say, I'm doing some video work for the Society of Experimental Test Pilots. I'm growing my B-roll collection of video material to work on things. Mm-hmm. Did video for a book last year on firefighting aircraft. And I will be here at AirVenture doing some videos that juxtapose vintage naval aviation with current naval aviation aircraft in the Warbird area at the show. Yeah. You know what I think about you? I want to take a picture of you guys. Rick's taking our picture here. I want to the Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, you know, I think about you uh, when I think about the fact that e-books are a big thing now. It just seems to me that you're a natural for self-publishing e-books, taking a lot of this material that you've got and... And you know, creating a a, a Kindle book or, or an iPad book or something like that. Have you given any thought to that kind of stuff? Definitely going in that direction. Uh, it started. One of the books that I did for McGraw Hill is now an ebook. is is available yeah. through Kindle. Yeah, what's I'm it very called? excited about that. It's a B24 Liberator rugged but right. And they have gone electronic with that. My publisher, Specialty Press, is going print-on-demand with a number of the titles that I did for them in the Warbird Tech series. And I'm watching all of this very, very uh, interested yeah. uh-huh. in, in how that will work out. So I do intend to get into e-publishing on my own. Again, the, the door is open, and yeah. I'm very excited. AirVenture is always a big, big thing for military aircraft to be showcased. Um, and and this is not only is this a normal example, this is a more than normal example. There's a couple of really uh, great things that are happening. What is there something you're most excited about in terms of military aircraft this year? Uh, today, seeing the FW-190. Now that's remarkable. That's something that we thought we would not see. Well, what is that? Describe it. A Folkwolf FW-190A, World War II German fighter. That ten years ago you would say I'll never see one fly. And the fact that one flew into AirVenture today is, wow. is a testimonial to the quality of restoration that can be accomplished, manufacturing that can be accomplished. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see. So that sets the tone. You know, I, I show up this afternoon, there's an FW-190. That sets a, a strong tone for me for the rest of the show.
That's great. I thought you were going to say like Fifi or you know uh, Fifi's carrier jets. Uh, hey, or... Fifi, remarkable for being the only remaining flying B-29. You'll yes, that will be very good. First time here since 1995. My experience with it goes back to 1976, covering the old Confederate Air Force Air Show when it was in Harlingen, Texas. So it'll be kind of a reunion of sorts for me to, to get back with that. Yes, of course that's wonderful. And yes, there will be so many things. With the century of naval aviation, I'm looking forward to see what we get in the Warbird area representing the different decades because there are some opportunities to, to cover a broad range. Very cool. We're at Artie and Ed, so you can hear the train in the background. There's actually a train track right across the street. On the far side of the train is Lake Winnebago. Uh, we're all enjoying our chocolate shakes uh, out here where the uh, the car hop uh, uh, young women are on their roller skates and taking orders and delivering orders. Uh, this is a big part of Oshkosh. We love coming here. This is the UCAP Daily 244 Bravo. We'll see you next time.